0: I can't see these days. I might need. well, what happened there? Maybe a monocle. Maybe because it's just this mostly this eye. Age, what a great thing. It's getting older, all this all this white, all the fading of the, okay, let's talk about eyeballs. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. So ah, uh, Jesus heals. That's a fact, right? Jesus heals. He is the healer. Jesus is the divine physician, right? So the truth of the matter is that when Jesus was on this earth, one of the many things that he did was he healed the sick. He healed those who were physically sick. He, he healed those who were mentally sick. He, he healed, and this is incredible. And he still heals today. I mean, this is one of the things that is a miracle, or the miracles that happen a lot. I, they don't always happen though, and that's the question, right? So, so Jesus heals, right, he, in his life on earth, he healed, did a lot of miracles. He still heals. and In the 2000 years of the church, there are so many documented cases of miraculous healing. Jesus healed uh, people physically, healed them mentally, healed them emotionally, spiritually, all these healings that Jesus does. He's the healer. But the reality of course, is that Jesus doesn't heal everybody. So the question is, why doesn't Jesus heal everybody? In fact, I remember talking with somebody and they said uh, they're going through a, a pretty significant illness and they pray a lot and they pray a lot and they pray for healing a lot and their family members have said, well, you know, if the reason why you're not being healed is because you don't have faith uh, because faith is associated with healing, right? Of course, the faith in that Jesus can heal, oftentimes in scripture at least, is, is connected very intimately with Jesus' actual healing. And so what these family members were saying is, well, you know, the reason why you're not being healed is because you don't have enough faith, that's why. And I would say that's incorrect. I would say that that is that to make that blanket statement is not only false; it's misleading. That not only false, misleading. It is. Uh, I want to. I kind of want to say evil. Um, so let's go say that. Let's just say it's evil. God is not an ATM, right? So God is not uh, the 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 healer, the divine being, who if you punch in the right code and if you like feel hard enough, you know, you feel intensely enough that he's going to do what you ask him. God is freedom itself. He is free will itself. He is love itself. And love says yes, and love says no. And free will can say yes, and free will can say no. And there are times when God says yes to our prayers for healing, and there are sometimes when God says no in our prayers for healing. And let's let's even go back to this. Like, why does God heal in the first place? Let's go back to the Gospels. As I mentioned, Jesus is the healer. He's the divine physician. In the Gospels, Jesus heals a lot, right? People, they're bringing all their sick, all their lame, all their cripple, all their people who need healing, they're bringing them to Jesus. And you know, in a couple of cases it says, he healed them all, which is awesome, it's incredible. You'd be there that day, kind of want to say like, oh shoot, but why did he do it? And I think that Jesus did this for two reasons. I think Jesus heals for two reasons. One, Jesus heals because he loves. I want you to know my love. I want you to know my goodness. I want you to know that you can trust me. I love you, so I'm gonna heal, right? Yes, that's one, that's one reason. The other, I go back to John's gospel. In John's gospel, whenever Jesus performs a miracle, John almost always refers to it as a sign and and wonders. Basically, that's the phrase, signs and wonders. We realize, okay, why would John call them signs and wonders? These are miracles. Well, because signs do something in particular. Signs point to something. So here's Jesus does a miracle. Well, actually, here's John saying, yeah, yeah, miracle, incredible, great. But it's a sign. It's pointing to something it's pointing to the fact that Jesus is who he says he is. Mark chapter 2, and Matthew, I think, Luke chapter 6 as well, I think, uh, that these four friends have their fifth friend on a stretcher, kind of essentially a cot that they're traveling around with him, and they can't get through the front door, so they open up the skylight right? make a skylight and lower him through the roof. It says, Jesus saw their faith and said to the man, your sins are forgiven, right? So, there's faith, okay, great, and there's forgiveness of sins, and then People say, wait, who but God can forgive sins? And Jesus is like, "Ah, I know, right? He says, to prove to you that I have the authority to forgive sins, he says, rise, pick up your mat, and walk. So in these cases, here's Jesus claiming to be God, to have divine power, and then he proves it, he demonstrates it by doing this miracle. So this is what the signs are, right? These are the signs and wonders. So Jesus heals because he loves, and he heals as a sign that he is who he says he is, that we can actually put our faith in him. And that's why Jesus heals now too, right? Jesus heals some uh, because he loves, not because he loves them more. Keep that in mind. If you're not healed, that doesn't mean Jesus doesn't love you as much as he loves someone else who does get healed because there are countless stories of saints who spent vast amounts of their lives until the end of their lives in, in entered into incredible suffering, incredible illness. And God revealed his incredible love for them in that. So he loves, but he also heals these days so that people will trust in the gospel. This is the power of the gospel, I think, that St. Paul's writing about in 1 Corinthians. He said, I didn't, I didn't come amongst you speaking eloquently and, and, and preaching wise words. He said, I came among you in power, preaching the cross of Jesus Christ, but he also preached in power. I wonder if that power wasn't just the cross proclamation, but also demonstrations of power, like demonstrations of miracles saying like, okay, I've, I'm, I'm declaring that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. And I'm proving this by healing. So it could be the case that even now the healings that take place are because God loves and because he's pointing to himself. But there are times when God doesn't heal. There's times when Jesus doesn't heal. It's not because of a lack of love. It's not because of a lack of worth on your part or a lack of faith on your part. Every person that Jesus healed in the Bible got sick again. Think of one of the greatest signs and wonders in John's Gospel. One of the greatest signs is in John chapter 11 with the raising of Lazarus from the dead. Yeah, after this moment in John's Gospel in chapter 11, it says many of the Jews who had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them about their brother began to believe in him after this sign. So huge, right? So this is a sign he'd loved Lazarus and he demonstrated this incredible sign to people so that they would believe in him. Have you ever paused on the reality that Lazarus had to go through the process of dying a second time. That, that, that yes, every person who got sick, every person who was healed by Jesus, they were delivered from their illness and every, every one of them got sick again. That Lazarus, who died and was risen, raised from the dead, he himself had to die a second time. Because we realize that this life is good, this life is a blessing, this life is a gift, but there's more to this life than just this life. There are worse things than physical suffering. There are worse, worse things than the suffering we experience. There's such a thing as spiritual evil, the, the, the moral evil, right? There's physical evil, that's the pains we go through, the, the death we experience, but there's also such a thing as moral evil. The corruption of our hearts, sin, being lost to God forever in hell, like those are also very, very real things. And Jesus came not to just merely preserve us or protect us from physical evil, but to save us from moral evil. He didn't just come to extend our lives to 80, 100, 150 years, he came to give us eternal life. And that gift is a greater gift than the lengthening of a person's life because he healed them. I know, I know in the meantime, our hearts are broken. In the meantime, we experience so much battering of, of ourselves and of our faith. But in the meantime, we hold on to this God who is love. We hold on to this God who entered into our suffering. You know, in the Catechism, this is the Ascension edition of the Catechism. It's awesome. Um, Catechism 1500 and 1501, it says, this is the last thing, I promise. It says this, it says, illness and suffering have always been among the gravest problems confronted in human life. That's real. In illness, man experiences his powerlessness, his limitations, and his finitude, right? We just, how many times in the, I mean, man, you get a cold, you get COVID, you get some kind of illness, and it's like, just give me medicine. I wanna knock this out as fast as I can, but we realize, okay, I'm powerless sometimes in the face of this. In fact, grave illness is even, we feel even more powerless. It says, every illness can make us glimpse death. Every illness can make us glimpse death. It reminds us, okay, I am not Superman. I'm not gonna live forever. This life will come to an end. The next paragraph, 1501 says this, and this I just wanna highlight this for all of us. It says, illness can lead to anguish. Illness can lead to self-absorption, sometimes even despair and revolt against God. This is, this is part of this. Illness can lead to anguish, self-absorption, sometimes even despair and revolt against God. But it also, in the next sentence says this, it can also make a person more mature, helping him discern in his life what is not essential so that he can turn toward that which is. Very often, illness provokes a search for God and a return to him. I have known some young people in my life who experienced grave illness and illness that claimed their lives. And in the last days, weeks, months of their lives, they bore witness to a kind of faith that I hope I have someday, I hope I have now. They bore witness to a love that uh, is stronger than death. They bore witness to what it is to cling to the Lord even when he doesn't give healing. Because there are times when Jesus heals and there are times when Jesus doesn't heal. Both times he is still Lord. In both times, he is still God. In both times, he is still good. And in both times, he still loves you. If you find yourself in that place right now, know this. He is still Lord. He is still good. He is still God, and he still loves you. He's doing something in this. It's easy for me to say, right here, sitting on a camera in a room, not sick. But that's what you're called to. In this moment, to cling to Jesus, even if that also means to cling to Jesus on the cross. Anyways, that's what I got from all this here to Ascension Presents. My name is Father Mike. God bless.